Music is built into creation. Humans from the earliest times have naturally made music, written songs, created instruments, and music fitting for every occasion. Dirges for funerals, dances for weddings, and hymns for worship. Thus, it is no surprise to us to find music all over, really, in the Bible. Moses, whenever he crosses over the Red Sea, sings an entire song retelling the story of what just happened, even though if you're reading along in the Bible, you had already read all about it, but the music, the song is different. The song touches the human soul in a way that prose does not. Poetry, music, it is different. We know that the Psalms throughout Christian history, even in the Old Testament, were set to music. David danced and played the lyre before the Lord. And so whenever we find these biblical songs, whenever we find this biblical music, this Bible music, we call these, we have a special name for them in the church, we call them canticles. Canticles, it just is a fancy word for songs, but they're Bible songs. They're songs that are in the Bible. And what's amazing about songs that are in the Bible is that not only are they poetry that touches the human soul, like all music has the ability to do, but they're songs that carry with them the full weight of the Word of God. They are inspired songs, inspired by the Holy Spirit himself to be recorded in Christian scripture, to be God's word for us in song. And so when we read Luke's gospel, and his gospel is different than the other gospels, they're all different from one another, but Luke's is unique in this way, is that his is a gospel full of songs. It's the liturgical gospel, it's the canticle gospel. Just in the first two chapters, which we're going to be covering over the next four weeks, there are four songs recorded. Tonight we have the Magnificat by Mary, and then next week we'll have the Benedictus, which is the song that Zachariah sings whenever his mouth is open, and then we'll have the Gloria of the Angels whenever the Christ child is born, and then finally the Nook Dimittist of Simeon, whenever that Christ child is brought to the temple. Four songs in just two chapters of a song-filled gospel. The songs are beautiful, and they teach us so many things. But first we'll look at the Magnificat, and what we want to see tonight in the Magnificat is the great things that are produced in this song, and what causes the song to be sung? What causes the song to be sung from Mary's mouth is the announcement of Christ's birth. All throughout the Old Testament, all throughout history, they've been waiting and waiting for the Messiah to come. Ever since it was announced as a prophecy to Eve in Genesis 3.15, to Abraham in Genesis 12, and on and on throughout the whole Old Testament, over and over again, prophesied in the future, prophesied in the future, 
prophesied in the future. Finally, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says, You will bear a son, and he will be the Son of the Most High. His name will be Jesus. He is the Son of God. And that announcement, the announcement itself, causes great things to happen. And the first great thing it causes to happen is this song that Mary sings. We can see in the song the great things that it causes to happen. And we'll just start with this first verse in the song, verse 46 in the reading. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Magnification and rejoicing. Those two things are what Mary does when she receives this announcement. It's how she begins her song. In fact, that is the nature of a Christian hymn. It is the nature of the biblical canticle to magnify and to rejoice. When you think about magnifying, what is she magnifying? She's magnifying the Lord. If you think about magnifying glass, what you're doing is you're zooming in on and you're emphasizing whatever it is that you're looking at. Her soul is now, through this song, emphasizing, zooming in on the Lord, the work of the Lord. She magnifies the goodness of the Lord for what he has given to her through this amazing announcement. And you can look through the entire song and see that the Magnificat is not a self-centered song. She does talk about herself, which we'll get to in a moment, but this is not one of those, as I like to call them, Jesus is my boyfriend type of Christian songs that you might hear on some of the radio stations these days. This is a song that is about the Lord. It is not about her or her feelings. It is about the Lord. It magnifies what he has done for her. It's not self-centered or prideful. She's going to magnify, zoom in on the goodness of God. And she's going to rejoice. My spirit rejoices in who? God my Savior. She is content knowing what God has done for her. To rejoice means to recognize God's grace. She is content and she is happy to know that God has had favor toward her and she becomes glad and she worships him. The announcement of the Most High, the announcement of the Messiah in the womb of Mary, it causes her to look to, to magnify, and to rejoice in the Lord for all the good that he is doing. And that should be your response, too. Whenever the Lord comes to you, and whenever he reveals in you the plans that he has for your life, like he came to Mary, and maybe it won't be that exciting for you, maybe an angel has not come down and announced something specific to you, if he has, let me know, we should probably talk. <laughs> But he has revealed through ordinary means things, simple things, maybe big things, in your life. And when he does so, 
magnify and rejoice in Him. Even if it is a difficult thing, think about this. When Mary found this out, she knew, if you read the rest of the story in Matthew or in Luke, that things were going to become, in one sense, difficult for her. For one, she had to explain a pregnancy out of wedlock. And yet, she knew it was the Lord's work. She knew who was in charge. She knew who it was that had favor on her. And so she, nonetheless, magnified him, rejoiced in him, didn't point to herself, didn't worry about her problems, but trusted on the Lord to provide, knowing that all things were working together for the good of those who loved him. And so you can do the same. You can sing this song with Mary, your soul can rejoice in the Lord, your spirit can magnify God your Savior. The next great thing that this announcement causes that Mary sings about is about herself. Now we already said it's not in a self-centered way, but Mary recognizes that through this thing that the Lord has sent to her, through this message of Gabriel, and especially through the gift of the Messiah now in her womb, that she is especially blessed. She is especially blessed. She says it this way, For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Now let's get this straight. Mary is a special saint. She is on our sanctoral or our saint calendar throughout the year. I think one year, a couple years ago, it fell on a Sunday, and we celebrated St. Mary here. And that might sound a little too Catholic to some people somewhere in some Lutheran church, but we do recognize what has happened here. We recognize, as Mary herself says, that all generations do call Mary blessed. And she is blessed for this reason, because she bore in her womb Jesus Christ. That is a blessed thing. She bore in her womb the one who is fully God, who took on human flesh and became fully man. Fully God and fully man. The early church had a special name for Mary because of this. Theotokos, if you want the Greek, translated literally the mother of God. Think about that. The mother of God. Not God herself, not above God, not somehow needing to be worshipped like God, but in the sense that she carried in her womb the man who is also fully God. She is the mother of God. Her virgin flesh is the flesh that God chose to take on humanity. So now, no, of course we don't pray to her. She's not Jesus. We don't kiss pictures of her. That would just be weird. But we do celebrate Mary for being blessed. We don't idolize her. 
But we do recognize, if you look at some of these verses here, the amazing things that the Bible says about this woman. The angel Gabriel comes to her and she says, he says, Greetings, O favored one. And she responds with the most amazing obedience of a saint. Let it be done to me according to your word. Contrasting Eve, way back in the garden, if you remember, who questions God's word, who questions God's word, Mary responds this way, let it be done to me according to your word. And then Elizabeth, when Elizabeth sees her and realizes what has happened, she says, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And Mary recognizes this too. She is humble about it, but she recognizes all generations will call me blessed. The humble estate of your servant. But all generations will call me blessed. And so we do recognize Mary as especially blessed in this way, but what is even more amazing than all of that, I hope you have a high appreciation for Mary, for being who she is, but what is more amazing than all of that is that you sing this song with Mary. In just a little bit, we're going to sing this song together, speaking as Mary sung it, singing as Mary sung it. And the reason that you can do that is not because you are Mary or that you are the mother of God, but the reason that you can do that is because Jesus took on your flesh too. Whenever he took on flesh through the virgin's womb, he also took on your flesh, came to earth to take on your sin, died with your sin, and rose again to give new, you new life, and now you too are blessed. You are a saint just like Mary, and whenever you die and are far gone, just like Mary is now in heaven, you too can be called blessed in Christ. Whether or not generation to generation remembers your name, I cannot guarantee, but you are blessed like Mary is blessed because you are blessed in Christ. And so this announcement of the Messiah causes you to be blessed. And that brings us to the final thing that the announcement causes. The final great thing that the announcement of Jesus in the womb of Mary causes that we can see in this song. And that is that Jesus' mercy is going to come. And what he's going to do in his ministry is coming, and it is beyond great, beyond amazing. Because when we see the announcement of Jesus, it's not just some old announcement. It's not just the announcements like we give here on Sunday mornings when we pull out the microphone and we got to adjust the height to the right spot and then everyone finds out what's going on and that's a good thing. This announcement is different. This announcement is the announcement that when the angel Gabriel comes and he speaks the words of God to Mary, and Mary says, how is this going to happen? And Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit is coming upon you to overshadow you with the power of the Most High. The incarnation happens. 
by the word of God, by the action of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is in his mother's womb. The announcement is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. A little embryo in Mary's womb. He is there. This is how Jesus was conceived. And so his ministry begins, and look at what his ministry is going to consist of that Mary sings about. His mercy is for those who fear him. He is going to have mercy on his people. He came to forgive your sins. He came to clean the slate. He came to save you from the power of death and the devil. And he came to humble the proud. He came to scatter the rulers of this earth who think that they're mighty. He came to take the pride that you have as a poor sinner and to knock it down so that you might be one of the humble estate. And he came to bring those of humble estate. He came to bring those who come to him for repentance, who come to him recognizing their need for salvation. He came to bring them up. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart, and he has brought down the mighty from their thrones. He has exalted those of humble estate, and he has filled the hungry with good things. He came to bring mercy. He came to bring up the humble. He came to bring salvation. And the announcement causes that. The announcement brings that to you. And now we will sing together Mary's song. So please rise as we continue to sing the Magnificat together. 